Before we begin, this podcast talks about mental health and well-being, so take care while listening. While we hope you enjoy listening to and learning from the podcast, the discussions we have are general in nature and do not take into account your own or your workplace-specific needs and circumstances. Therefore, is not meant to take the place of specialised advice. Welcome to the Workplace Wellbeing Natters podcast. We invite you to join us on this podcast where we talk about wellbeing that works for the health and community services sector. Join us on this episode as we talk about meaning and purpose in the context of our work. So we'll explore what does meaning look like in a work context, the benefits to connecting to meaning and how to find a sense of meaning in your role. So hello, we're your hosts, Linda and Danielle. We would like to acknowledge that we are recording this podcast on the land of the Gunai Kurnai people and to pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the demand for services currently being experienced by the sector and that this impacts everyone in different ways, including contributing to poor mental health and wellbeing outcomes. So we encourage you to be compassionate to yourselves and to others. So Danielle, in this episode, we're exploring the role of meaning and purpose in our wellbeing at work. And if you'd like more of it, how to cultivate meaning in your role. Now, just to be clear, we are talking about meaning in life and work, not the meaning of life, the universe (laughs) and all it contains. That's right. So I'm definitely not qualified to talk about the meaning of life. And the good news is that according to the research, you don't need to have the meaning of life all figured out to have meaning in your life or your work. Let's start with the role of meaning in life, which will give us a nice frame then for diving into it in a deeper context around work. No surprises by now, there are multiple definitions of meaning. And the one that I'm offering here is by one of our favourite researchers, Michael Steger. So this is what he has to say about meaning. Meaning in life necessarily involves people feeling that their lives matter, making sense of their lives and determining a broader purpose for their lives. So this definition really highlights that meaning in life has three elements. So thinking about our life and making sense of it. So sometimes you might hear that called our coherence, taking action to fulfill our purpose. So it has a purpose element. And the third element is assessing the value or worthiness of what we do, whether it matters. And sometimes this is called significance in the literature. At least from an academic perspective, it involves the way we think about life, the actions we take and how we assess it. So it involves cognitive, motivational and evaluative aspects. And the words meaning and purpose are often used interchangeably. But if we look at this definition, they're different. Purpose gives an overarching direction. It's about goal setting and taking action towards the goal. So this model looks at purpose as being one element of meaning, which, as we've just mentioned, is much broader. So let's unpack the definition a little further because there is quite a bit in it. So including the piece on significance or mattering. And I think when it comes to evaluating our lives, whether they're meaningful or not, the only person who can judge is the person themselves. You know, what's meaningful to one person may not be to another. And I think this is where our values really come into play around what we consider important. And this is also shaped by societal values, which, you know, we'll dig into a bit later as well. So how does having meaning in our lives relate to well-being? 
like many things, the relationship is not straightforward. So the impact on our well-being depends on if we are searching for meaning or if we have meaning in our life. And the research suggests that the search for meaning can contribute to lower levels of well-being and higher levels of psychological distress. And I find this really interesting because having meaning in life, so once we have it, when we've stopped searching for it, contributes to our well-being in a number of ways. You know, someone with a good sense of meaning is likely to experience positive emotions. They're, you know, more satisfied with life and also have a better relationship with others. There's an interesting parallel with that research and then the research of searching for happiness as well, because we know that that research, and I think we've spoken about it on another episode, that the searching for happiness or trying to be happy all the time can actually lead to those lower levels of well-being, just like the you know searching for meaning can as well. But we know that having a sense of meaning is not static. It's not like we get a good dose of it and have it forever, either in our lives or our work roles. There may be times when we have a high level of meaning and we feel really connected to it. And then there's other times when we're not really feeling it at all. And this can be due to a range of things. There might be a change in circumstances in in our circumstances. It might be a life stage, for instance, people changing jobs or becoming unemployed. Relationships change or maybe the kids move out of home, which may cause us to lose some of the meaning we felt. And the good news is, though, I think, Danielle, even though we do experience changes in our lives, we do have multiple sources of meaning in our lives, and they're likely to be different for each and every one of us, of course. Some common sources of meaning are our relationships, our work, having a sense of achievement, feeling like we're connected to something bigger than us, whether, you know, religion or spirituality, having a sense of personal growth and also creativity, just to name a few. I think, can we add pets in there, Linda? Pets, absolutely. (laughs) Yes, let's add pets. So now that we've kind of given a bit of an overview of meaning in life, let's have a look at what it looks like from a work perspective. Starting off with some definitions, we like to set the context. So when it comes to meaning and work, there are some more distinctions. So the meaning of work, which is around the mission, activity and skills. That's the meaning at work. And so that's the working environment and the relationships we have. So our work team, the purpose of the organisation, the premises and the relationships we have with one another. And then meaningfulness in work. And that's what we get from doing our specific work. And I think this is really interesting, Danielle, because you can have a sense of meaning and be values aligned with the organisation you work for. You might work for a community service organisation with a focus on providing safe environments for young people. And that might be really strongly aligned with your values. But the job that you do in the organisation might seem meaningless. So for instance, you know, you might work in a role that involves identifying areas for improvement or strategy development or HR, and none of your ideas or strategies are implemented. So the significance aspect, the feeling like your role matters might actually be missing. Yeah, we know that this is really important because according to research by Deloitte, who looked at the meaning in the workplace, nearly 87% of the workers surveyed think it's important. So how they get meaning from work varied for around 29% of people, it's linked to their daily activities, so their role-specific tasks. And this was closely followed by teamwork, which is where 26% of people derive their meaning. 
and for another 12% meaning is linked to the trade itself and 5% to the sector and 2% is for the product sold for those in sales roles. And so I've just given a lot of stats there, Linda. You have, but I think the takeaway for me is that for almost one in three people, meaning in work is linked to what they do in their job role. And almost the same number, so just over one in four, derive meaning from the teamwork, so the relationships that they have with their fellow team members. And I think that's really important because in terms of if we're looking at getting more meaning from the work we do, if we do have some control or ability to job craft our role and the ability to develop those supportive relationships and high quality connections with our teams then that's going to go a long way to facilitating that sense of meaning for each and every one of us. There's a quote from the HRO article that's called Meaning in the Workplace that um, really resonated with me. And it says that for most people, meaning is reflected in their ability to give back to others and to know that they're making a difference in something larger than themselves. It also allows them to use their strengths and spend time on tasks that they genuinely enjoy. So we can see there that understanding where we find meaning at work can assist us personally and understanding our workmates or the people we manage can help us support them to find meaning in their work. And with just over one in four of us finding meaning in teamwork, we really all do have a role to play. I agree. And, you know, meaningful work doesn't mean that it's challenge or stress free, you know, like Simon Sinek, who's an author and inspirational uh, speaker, he's quoted as saying, working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. It's really about that sense of, you know, harmonious passion. So the research makes the distinction between what they call harmonious passion, which is in line with our values and is healthy. And then we also have obsessive passion, which is, well, obsessive. (laughs) I think this quote underscores the harmonious passion element and the role work can play. And the quote is, Along with love, play and community, work at its best offers a core context for constructing self and contributing to society in ways heartfelt, personally meaningful and socially relevant. Mm. I was really curious about the constructing self element of this quote. You know, from a historical perspective, we've looked to our work to craft our identity. And, you know, in fact, one piece of research I read recently referred to people viewing their occupations as identity badges, which I thought was really interesting. And I think it kind of makes sense, you know. If you're introduced to someone new, it's usually not long before the conversation turns to, and what do you do? You know, we're not really often asked, who are you? Yeah, such a great point, Linda. I can remember many times where I've been asked, and what do you do? But I'm not sure that I can ever recall being asked, who are you? And I guess maybe that's a little bit of a um, confrontational confrontational (laughs) question, uh, perhaps for some people. And so, you know, we're looking to society for affirmation that the work that they're doing is valued. And I think that comes sometimes from asking, you know, what do you do? I think the social relevance is particularly important in the health and community services sector. We've certainly seen more appreciation for the health and community services sector and other roles like transport and logistics, truck drivers, supermarket workers during COVID. 
And the research that suggests that some of our roles do happen within this socially constructed context. Do you think it's easy to find meaning in a role that is socially relevant, Linda? Yeah, I think this is really interesting because the research indicates that the kind of job we do matters less than our perspective of it. You know, some of us look at our work as a job, whereas others view it as a career and some are calling. So the meaning we ascribe to our work or the tasks that we do actually makes a difference. And I came across an old fable in my research about three bricklayers all working on a wall. So someone comes along and asks the bricklayers, you know, what are you doing? And the first bricklayer responds, well, I'm laying bricks. The second bricklayer replies, well, I'm building a wall. And the third bricklayer says, I'm building a great cathedral for God. And, you know, there are other examples of of this fable that kind of all demonstrate the different perspectives of the tasks that we do. Yeah, Linda, I'm more familiar with one. And it's about people who are cleaners in hospitals. The same question, you know, what are you doing? And the first says, I'm at work. And the second says, I'm cleaning. And then the third says, I'm saving people because they know that their role is pivotal to, you know, the other people working in the hospitals to be able to do their role. So they see themselves as contributing to, you know, keeping people healthy and saving people's lives. And so how does purpose relate to goals at work? You know, goals are more specific, shorter timeframes and, you know, with the purpose overarching. Again, our mindset matters, you know, the way we think about things and the role that we do. So let's finish off then with some practical strategies. So what can we do to cultivate more meaning in our work? Well, to start off with, I guess we can all work together to create a culture that enhances meaning at work, meaning at work as well as meaning in work. You know, because as we heard earlier, for one in four of us, teamwork is the key source of meaning. So being collaborative, kind and compassionate can really contribute to our sense of meaning for everyone in the workplace. And we've spoken about job crafting quite a few times, Linda, and we've got another podcast episode specifically on the topic. And when we can use job crafting either through task crafting so that we find more meaning in the tasks that we do or through relationship crafting or through cognitive crafting, you know, perhaps drawing out opportunities to highlight the why behind what we do. And so sharing positive stories or outcomes for the people we support or starting meetings with a positive round and regular communication about the organization's goals and using that to link each person's role to the overarching purpose of the organization as well can be really helpful as can communicating key changes that are happening. Absolutely. And, you know, sharing stories about the positive impact of our work, you know, not only the positive impact for the people we support, but also for staff and the broader community as well. And for those who work in administrative roles, so you might work in the corporate part of the organisation, finding a way to connect with the outcomes or the people the organisation supports might also be important as well. And Danielle, you shared a great example of that in one of our previous episodes as well. Yeah, sure. Um, Had some people, as you mentioned, from our corporate services going to work or spend a day with someone who worked in a frontline role. So they got to learn more about one another's roles and they got to see what life was like for one another. And, you know, for the people who worked in the corporate office, they were able to see the work that they do and how that has a flow on influence to that worker, but then also the clients that that person is working with. 
And then for the person who was in that frontline role, they were able to kind of have a better idea and see how, you know, sometimes it's an us and them between frontline and corporate. They were able to see how their roles were actually beneficial. They needed one another to be able to do their roles really well in to deliver the great outcomes for the clients. Um, I came across a quote in an article in Forbes called The Why of Work Purpose and Meaning Really Do Matter. And I actually found it quite inspiring. So can I share that as well? I would love it if you did, Linda. So living with meaning and purpose is not easy. It may not make us happy in the moment. It requires self-reflection, effort, getting our hands dirty and struggling with problems that can make us feel frustrated and inadequate. But when we connect with people, remember humour and playfulness, practice creativity and resilience and go into work situations with a plan, we'll find ample opportunities to practice the values and skills that get us closer to what we want our lives to stand for. That's the intrinsic value of our work. So as usual, we've packed a lot into this episode. Let's do a quick recap of our natterings. Firstly, we talked about the definition of meaning in life and at work. We then explored how having meaning in our work relates to well-being, And we finished up with some practical strategies for enhancing meaning. We've so loved connecting with you and sharing our insights into meaning at work. In our show notes, we'll have any links that may support your journey toward workplace wellbeing. We want to know what you think, have been inspired by, questions you would like answered, or any contributions you would like to make to the podcast. So please leave us a review or contact us via matters at workplacewellbeingmatters.com.au or on any of our social media networks. And if you would like to explore how we can help you on your journey, submit a case study or comment for us to include on our podcast. We look forward to next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now. Bye for now.